Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Today's podcast is sponsored by Stamps.com. For a limited time, all Newsmax Daily podcast listeners can receive a free trial, free postage, and a free digital scale by signing up with the promo code Newsmax. That's Stamps.com, promo code Newsmax. Never go to the post office again. It's time for the Newsmax Daily from Newsmax, America's fastest-growing cable news channel. Now, now, here's your host, Rob Carson. So, Biden's plan has failed to move Long Beach port operations to 24-7 after four months. It never happened. He went to the ports on the West Coast and made a bunch of demands to a bunch of union leaders who said, oh, sure, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. We'll work on that, Mr. President. Port of Long Beach Executive Director Mario Cardero revealed in his annual State of the Port address on Wednesday, the port facility has not moved to a 24-7 schedule, though he commended Biden for helping start the conversation. Well, I hate to tell you this, the conversation means absolutely nothing when our store shelves are empty. About a month and a half ago, I told you that rather than counting the ships, there are 150 or so container ships, these are massive ships right off the port, uh, just right off the shore, they moved about two-thirds of them 150 miles out so they wouldn't be noticed and they wouldn't be counted. I believe that this is the next crisis because the Biden administration is seeing their their ability to shut down the nation, to keep people in masks, to mandate this and mandate that and close things down. That is collapsing. The next big crisis will be empty store shelves. Has this affected you yet? Well, there are a few things. Yeah, it took me three visits to Walmart a couple weeks ago just to get chicken breast. It did. Um, I ordered a car. Um, first time I'm ordering a new car in 20 years. Never, I haven't had a new car in 20 years. I got to wait a year and maybe more. We ordered a couch. First couch in 24 years. We ordered it. Uh, we're not going to get it till May. <laughs> we're not going to get it till May. And that's just small. I mean, I can sit on the old couch. I can drive the old car. But, uh, you know, if your freezer's empty, you know, 
Yeah, without expanding the terminals or building new facilities, we could handle more cargo by utilizing more of those hours. We need truckers, blah, blah, blah. But essentially, they've done uh, nothing, 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 nothing at the port of Long Beach. And that is precisely what Kamala Harris has done at the border. That is precisely what Joe Biden has done about inflation. That is precisely what Joe Biden has done about gas prices. Uh, That is precisely what Joe Biden has done about everything. They have big meetings. They talk. They release some talking points. And they do nothing. Joining us on the phone is fellow uh, COVID survivor, also the Attorney General of the State of Texas, Ken Paxton, is on the Newsmax hotline. How are you doing, sir? You know what? Really well, considering uh, I had COVID. You're right. It it was, uh, fortunately, it wasn't long duration for me. Uh, I'll just, I won't go too much into it, but, but was it really bad? Was it whatever? I mean. No, it was a couple of days of a low-grade fever. Um, I, uh. You know, it, did, I, it took, probably took me another three days to feel, you know, totally energetic again. So yeah, yeah, I'd say yeah. five to six days were uh, below average for me. But after that, I was fine. Well, you know, there are some other severe symptoms that you missed. Uh, a high fever, brain damage, and uh, an affiliation with the Democrat Party. It, it all just kind of cascades. It all cascades yep. downward from there. Uh, <laughs> let's talk a little <laughs> bit about this uh, trucker convoy in Ottawa. I know you are going after... Uh, GoFundMe for what they did with regard to taking funding, which to me is just, I, I, I've never heard anything like it. I've never seen anything like it. Why don't you explain what's going on and, and, and your reaction to it? Yeah, I, was, I mean, I was shocked, too. I, I, it's hard to believe that uh, a company like GoFundMe, that where you're supposed to be able to spend money and dedicate it to usually some type of help for people, that GoFundMe would step up and say, sorry. All you people, all you hundreds, thousands, however many people donated, we're not going to accept your donation for what you thought you were giving it to. We're going to direct it somewhere else. That sounds like theft, and it's hard to believe that they even thought they could do that. I guess I would assume you have a tremendous case against them because I don't think there are any bylaws or contractual agreements uh, with regard to exactly what content uh, they are describing uh, is coming, by the way, and all of that information is false about the uh, the protest, but they clearly have made up the rules as they've gone along. Um, what sort of ammunition are you bringing to the fight against their decision? Yeah, so what we typically do, we sent these out, I think it was Tuesday this week, Called they're called CIDs, Civil Investigative Demands, or Questions. Um, these questions, go back and ask them what their practices are in this case, what they have been with other cases. So, for instance, I think we asked them about specific cases we knew about in the past, the, the whole Seattle uh, thing that happened and how did they handle the, that funding versus this. So we could yeah. compare and contrast um, how they handle this versus maybe how they handle <laughs> other groups that maybe they politically agreed with versus one obviously they, they disagreed with. One of the things that I've noticed is how far-reaching this leftism is. Uh, originally, we thought it was just about the triumvirate of the mainstream media, the Democrat Party, and big social media. Uh, but it's gone beyond that. It's gone beyond that. But we've also seen Facebook say that the they will not allow the... This is before it happened. The American truckers convoy, they've banned them from Facebook before they've expressed any demands or even started to organize. What kind of sense does that make? None. It's but it is. You're right. It's a, it's a, it's becoming endemic in our culture. These big tech companies that have a lot of power, a lot of money, uh, want to control how people think and limit free speech in this country. And that's going to be a real problem. That's why I've got three lawsuits running against Google. I've got a few more coming against other tech companies, largely because 
they practice anti-competitive behaviors. They limit competition, which costs the American consumer a lot of money. And it puts people out of business, and it also creates a very uh, choke point so that free speech doesn't happen. Talking to uh, Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton, are you working with any other AGs, any other states, with regard to this lawsuit? Uh, well, so far, are you talking about the one with the, the truckers? With the, with the truckers, yeah, with the, with yeah, the no, uh, GoFundMe. This is all based on state laws. I do know that there are other attorney generals, Republican attorney gotcha. generals, that are looking at this. I think uh, gotcha. West Virginia and Florida and Missouri and a, and a few others I've heard speak out about this. So, you know, more the merrier because, gotcha. obviously, I'm guessing that this is a deceptive trade practice in more than one state. Yeah. Now, I was seeing on uh, Getter uh, a post about you says that the state is winning 90% of its lawsuits filed against the Biden administration's disastrous policies. What sort of uh, lawsuits are we talking about, sir? So I think we filed this week, uh, yesterday was our 28th lawsuit with the Biden administration. Now, wow. we filed, I think, 21 against them. They filed a, uh, seven or so against us. And so far, we've been successful in most of our cases. Now, obviously, they're still in process. Uh, as an example, the Remain in Mexico law. Yes. Um, we've fought that all the way to the U.S. Supreme Court, and we're watching the Biden administration right now as to whether they're following federal law and whether they're following their constitutional duty and whether they're following a court order that went all the way up to the U.S. Supreme Court. So we're going to get to see if the Biden administration is going to ignore federal law and court orders or whether they're actually going to play by the rules and play by the Constitution. I have heard uh, representatives of different border states uh, discussing the possibility of enforcing border rules, whether that be uh, building a wall or whatnot, taking out of the federal government's hands, uh, because the federal government, one of the primary responsibilities is the sovereignty of the country. Is there a movement to wrest some of that control from the Fed and take it away from them and actually enforce the border like it should be from your state? Well, we, we'd certainly love to do that because it's detrimental to us to have the federal government putting laws in place saying they're going to protect us, yeah. and then they not only don't protect us, but they invite the very thing that is harming us into our state, and then they tell us, look, you can't enforce your own laws because we pass laws to do this, and we're not doing it. We're actually doing the opposite. We're letting these people come to your state and cause all kinds of problems, including you know crime and drugs and the spread of COVID and increased costs, we're bringing that to your state, and you can't stop us. That's that's the attitude. That's and that's unfortunately because of a case called U.S. v. Arizona. That is the state of the law. However, we are looking for. I'm looking for my state when we get back into legislation to pass laws that give us a chance to revisit that issue because it can't be true that we have to sit here watch the federal huh. government bring crime into our state and we yeah. we're not allowed to do anything about it. You were at the Conroe uh, Trump rally? Yes. I saw the speech. Uh, tell me about the, for those who can't see the crowd, uh, it looked like I, it just went on an infinity. I heard there was a 30-mile traffic back up to get in. Uh, just tell me about the electricity and what's going on with, uh, with Trump reaching out right now. You know, it was pretty amazing. Uh, the Conroe rally wasn't easy to get to. It yeah. wasn't necessarily very close to, you know, a, a big city anyway. Yeah. So people had to want to be there, and the roads in and out of there were relatively, you know, confined and not very many. So you had to really want to be there. People waited in, you know, traffic for hours to get in and hours to get out. And, of course, you saw some of the crowd, at least. It was, I, you know, I didn't count anybody there, but it looked like 60, 70, 80,000 people to me. 
And they were happy to be there. They were excited. The, the, the fact that the president can still bring that kind of crowd, nobody nobody else I know can do that, <laughs> yeah. tells you a lot about people wanting hope, somewhere to go to have somebody speak out for them. And I think that's part of the reason he is so incredibly popular today. What a, One other thing, and you're an attorney general. You're a man of the law. You've devoted your entire life to it. If, say, for instance, a convoy came to Washington, D.C., from a legal standpoint, there are a lot of people who say, it is illegal, it's shutting down the city. Uh, from a legal standpoint, can you justify that sort of a, a reaction from the people to a government that is not listening to them? Oh, yeah, I understand that completely. The, 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 the challenge we have, we're confined by a constitution that has given us freedom. Yeah. We're, we're dealing now with government, governments, not just the federal government, who look at that as sort of guidance, but they don't have to follow it. So yeah. we're, it puts checks and balances in there for us, and now we got governments that don't have checks and balances, so it's pretty frustrating at times yeah. to watch that. But I haven't given up on the Constitution. I still believe that we can live under that Constitution, that yeah. it provides great opportunity and freedom for all of us, and we're going to do our very best to force the federal government and any other government to constitutional rights, because in the end, they're not from government, they're from God, so they can't Amen. take away what they never gave. All right, one final question, sir. Uh, what are we doing for the Super Bowl, and are you preparing anything to uh, consume, like a, a food item? Well, so, you know, you can't have a, a Super Bowl party in Texas without Texas barbecue. So. Come on now. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're going to have a little Texas barbecue while we watch football with a bunch of our friends in, in the, the Dallas area. Well, you know what? Here's the deal. I live in Kansas City, uh, and I'm going to give something to you. Uh, Texas knows how to do beef beautifully at barbecue, but we own the pork title. Okay, I'll give you that. We, we <laughs> definitely would we'll take the beef title. It's pretty darn good. All right, have a great weekend. Make sure to check uh, you out on uh, Twitter. The official count is, is it Ken Paxson uh, TX? That's it. That's, that's, All right. that's Instagram and Facebook. Thanks for your time. Keep up the good fight, sir. Thanks, Rob. Uh, there's a really funny guy named uh, Kyle Dunnigan, and he does a over-the-top Biden impersonation. And I'm going to post this on social media, but it's making the rounds everywhere. This guy, he looks kind of like Biden uh, and sounds a lot like Biden, but it's really about what he says and how he says it that does. I'm going to play a little bit of this. Here it is. My fellow Jamaicans, our nation is in crisis. The Decepticon variant Hobo 19 is still killing fat people. Inflation is... Destroying our fire jars, and now that Ukraine is being sexually, sexually raped. That is why I've asked Congress to order a full-scale attack on Joe Rogan. To uh, not 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 Joe Rogan, the the Russian guy, the, the guy with the shirt, Pootie Tang, man, bad dude. We, we, we gotta come together, man. Get this guy. He's got our cranes. He's got all the cranes. We we need for the better 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 build back. The build back better better the better. The better, better, build back, the better, better, build back, better plan, man. You say it three times fast, pal. You say it. Let's start the show. That is fantastic. That is fantastic. So a liberal group is saying that uh, Biden's administration, uh, now that they've said they're not going to hand out the free crack pipes, says that that's not fair. Here is uh, Senator John Kennedy, who uh, I just love. He's the uh, king of colloquial talking about the crack pipe plan. Republicans aren't perfect, and God knows we're not. But the other side is crazy. <laughs> now think about this. The pres President Biden has decided to take $30 million of taxpayer money yep. 
from his emergency COVID bill that he passed with Democratic support last March, and he wants to use it to facilitate the smoking of crack cocaine and meth. It's part of his Build Crack Better campaign. In the name of racial justice. Saw that on a sign at a Biden speech from a protester a couple days ago. I wish it was mine. Racial equity. He, he says his people say they can make the smoking of crack cocaine and meth safer. First, why are they using COVID money? Number two, why are they using any money at all? And why are they doing this considering the president's son is a known crack addict? There, there's no safe way to smoke crack or meth. Sooner or later, it kills you. And that's just a fact. Why do we want to facilitate it? Why, Americans are asking themselves, wouldn't we, we take this money and use it to help people get off the illicit drugs? Why wouldn't we take this money, the American people are asking themselves, and use it to stop the drugs from coming in our country in the first place? Whoa, 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 that's an idea. By securing the border. And what, is, what does any of this have to do with racial justice? Yeah, that's the most insulting part of it, that uh, this man has been a racist his entire life and uh, that he would suggest giving free crack pipes for equity. I mean, it's, it's, it's just, it, it, think about it. It's Black History Month. Uh, they want to promote racial equity for marginalized groups. And so what do they put in the, uh, in the drug usage pack? Why a crack pipe? Uh, honestly, how insulting can it get? I just, I mean, honestly. Anybody who knows me knows that I hate wasting time. In the morning when I do my show prep, don't talk to me. I've got too much on my plate. And so the last thing I need is to have to go to the post office. Do a run to the post office. Uh, have you tried stamps.com? Are you still paying full price for postage? Are you still going to the post office? You can mail and ship anytime, anywhere from your computer. Send letters, ship packages, pay less, a lot less, with discounted rates from UPS, USPS, and more. Stamps.com saves thousands of hours and tons of money every year. Simply use your computer, print official U.S. postage 24-7 for any letter, any package, any class of mail, anywhere you want to send. Once your mail is ready, just schedule a pickup or drop it off. It's that simple. With Stamps.com, you get up to 40% discount off of post office rates and up to 66% off UPS shipping rates. Huge! Not to mention, Stamps.com is a fraction of the cost of those expensive postage meters. There's no risk, and with my promo code NEWSMAX, you get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to Stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the home page type in newsmax that's stamps.com promo code newsmax stamps.com never go to the post office again the capitol police are corrupt they are a corrupt organization they may not all be corrupt but they allowed the murder of a woman in the capitol on january the 6th and it, it appears they may have caused another uh the brutal beating death of another trump supporter i've been talking about this roseanne boyland uh, they said that her death was because of a drug overdose. She has been clean for seven years. Capitol Police Department had ruled that the brutal beating of Trump supporter Roseanne Boyland on the steps of the Capitol while unconscious, who later died, was objectively reasonable. That is a coming from the Capitol Police, the same police who say that the 16,000 hours of videotape inside the Capitol are verboten for you and me. 
They also did not question the officer, Officer Bird, who murdered, murdered, murdered Ashley Babbitt. They did not have him testify. He didn't. He was not questioned before they cleared him. This country, this government, needs to be returned to its founding. Trump supporter and activist Philip Anderson confirmed to uh, Gateway Pundit that Capitol Hill police killed Roseanne Boyland. Oh, by the way, the Capitol Police, they have uh, held and they are still holding her autopsy results from her family. Philip knows this because he was next to her when she died, holding her hand, and <laughs> Philip nearly died himself. The January 6th commission will never call in Philip Anderson to testify. It would blow up their narrative. Uh, this is according to an article in the Gateway Pundit. A black Trump supporter was gassed with clouds of pepper spray, pushed down, then nearly trampled to death as police officers continued to push Trump supporters on uh, top of a pile of people outside the Capitol. Anderson described how Roseanne Boylan was the first woman killed by Capitol Police that day. Ashley Babbitt was the second. Philip Anderson, nearly unconscious, being dragged away by Trump supporters after being crushed under a pile of January 6th. Uh, protesters Roseanne Boylan was next to him when she died. Philip Anderson fell and was being smothered as Capitol Police officers continued to push Trump supporters on top of him. He was holding Roseanne Boylan's hand when she died. Capitol Police investigators ruled the beating of unconscious Trump supporter Roseanne Boylan by Capitol Police officers until she died was reasonably objective. This is the second murder of that day by Capitol Police that was given a pass. Lieutenant Mike Byrd was exonerated after he shot Ashley Babbitt in cold blood, even though investigators never interviewed him. Officer Lila Morris was filmed beating Roseanne Boylan repeatedly. Morris was later cheered by the media. And now we learn that the Capitol Police later deemed the deadly beating of Roseanne Boylan to be objectively reasonable. The sudden attack horrified Boylan's friend and traveling companion, Justin Winchell, who pleaded with police and protesters to provide first aid to Boylan. Police body cam video shows Winchell's shock when he saw Morris strike Boylan in the head. She's going to die. She's going to die. I need somebody. She's dead. Boylan was not pronounced dead on the scene until more than 90 minutes later, although she appeared lifeless when police dragged her body from the West Tunnel entrance into the Capitol at 4.31 p.m. Troy Nels is a Republican congressman. He says that the Capitol Police have been weaponized by Nancy Pelosi. He revealed that Capitol Police dressed as construction workers broke into his office during the November break. While inside, they took photos of the Texas congressman's office, then came away two days later to, uh, to question and harass his staff using the illegal photos they took. Here he is talking to uh, Tucker Carlson last night about this uh, egregious worse than Watergate, interrogation and invasion. Leader McCarthy selected me to be one of the five to be on the select committee looking into January 6th. And I've been a very vocal critic of January 6th, specifically the Capitol Police, the, the leadership of the Capitol Police, the intelligence section, and been very vocal about it. I mean, all the intelligence was there. It was glaring to them and it was in their face that, that we knew the Capitol was the target for January 6th, we knew that uh, that there were maps uh, that were scattered throughout the whole city. They knew that 13 leftist groups had infiltrated about the tunnels on January 6th. So all the intelligence was there. They knew the extremist groups were going to be there and they did nothing with it. So right. I've exposed this and I've been very vocal about it. I've been vocal too, even on 
your program a few months back about uh, the death of Ashley Babbitt and questioning why Lieutenant Byrd's investigation did not go to a grand jury. So this really doesn't surprise me, quite honestly. I'm being targeted right now, and, and I believe wow. that, that Nancy Pelosi is weaponizing the U.S. Capitol Police to investigate me, to try to silence me, intimidate me, and quite honestly, to destroy me. Well, well, they got away with two counts of murder, so this doesn't surprise me. More from Troy Nelson. Well, the claim is that they discovered one of my uh, office doors wide open on a, a Saturday afternoon. Sure. The officer right. entered sure. my office and said, you know, to check to see if anybody was there that shouldn't be there, and saw suspicious writings on my whiteboard, whereas where I dressed my legislative proposals. A couple days later, I've got these secret agents, secret agents from the Capitol Police knocking on my office door, questioning my staff. Don't forget the AG has also sicked the FBI on parents who disagree with CRT. Oh, and the DHS is going after people who uh, speak out with regard to COVID-19 and uh, January the 6th. One of my staffers, as to the language on that board, why was there body armor written on your board? Interrogating this, this staffer, asking him uh, questions related to a handwritten map of the Rayburn office building, which is an office building for, con for members of Congress, and the X on it. I mean, absolutely silly, wow. absolutely ludicrous. Why were the Capitol Police inside my office wow. investigating me? And I was under criminal investigation. The chief of police, Manger, is, he's downplaying this. But I'm telling you, they're coming after anyone that has a dissenting point of view, wow. anybody that doesn't agree with them. It happened to me, sir. I believe the NSA had happened to you looking at your emails, text messages. And that would be Tucker Carlson. Obama used the FBI to go after Donald Trump, Russia collusion, and we know how that turned out. Yep. So they're weaponizing these federal law enforcement agencies and, and intelligence agencies. Reason number 485 for a massive trucker convoy to Washington, D.C. to uh, shut the damn place down. Mark in Reisterstown, Maryland, is on the phone, been holding for a while. Welcome, my friend, and uh, what do you have to say on the Rob Carson Show? Hi, Rob. Thanks for taking my call. Yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir. Yes, it was Michael Leroy Bird did murder Ashley Babbitt on video. That's yep. correct. Yep. And, and I, my thing is, I'm tired of being behind on this. We should have seen this coming, Rob, with the million yeah. people all standing for a freedom of voice. And what, mm -hmm. I guess what I really want to warn out, I've never heard anybody talk about this. I'm sure you've thought about it. I am convinced that this trucker convoy to D.C., uh, that we're, we're falling right into a trap. We're about to see another January 6th. They're calling it, a, a you know, an occupation. They're calling it an insurrection in Canada. And, and they're going to do that here. It's going to get ugly. They're going to bring the military in. I have no proof, but I just think we should consider this and try to see it ahead of time. Well, Unless, unless you think I'm out in left field. I, I'm just curious. Mark? Listen, if they're willing to sick the CIA and the uh, the FBI on American citizens like Barack Obama did with regard to 501c3s that were conservative before the election, uh, I think they'd be able to do anything. I think a lot of people would say some things are worth fighting for. Uh, I don't Agreed. think 
I, I don't think the military would go along with something like this. Uh, and I got to tell you, I know that there are thousands and, and maybe millions of people in America who realize that freedom is worth fighting for, and they want to take it to Washington, D.C. Uh, as far as, uh, you know, I think we've had enough with this nonsense with regard to January 6th. I think the only thing big enough to turn some heads and make some changes would be massive, you know, truck convoy in Washington, D.C. We tried it with a million people on January the 6th. It was infiltrated and it was taken down. But I got to tell you, this is much bigger. This is the final line in the sand before there is a revolution in this country and in Canada. I just worry what the reaction might be, Rob. I hope you're right. But I know, bro. Listen, I've been there. Mark, I've been there. I know. I know exactly what you're thinking. But some things are worth fighting for. And I'm not saying physical alterations with guns. I'm just saying not taking it anymore. Let's go to uh, Ray in Watsonville, California. I wants to talk about uh, Nancy Pelosi. Welcome to the show, Ray. What's going on, brother? How you doing? Two topics. First one, really quickly. Earlier caller commented about the Republicans not doing anything um, um, about realistically what's going on in Washington. I kind of agree. Here we have a president, Donald Trump, that's been impeached twice over a, over. Uh, confirmed witch hunts that yep. were done illegally, and yep. then you have a president that's actually cost the military lives, have given away $82 billion of taxpayer money unauthorized by the public, handing it over to an enemy that cost taxpayers billions and billions of dollars for 20 years and thousands of lives, and nothing's being done about this president being impeached. There's plenty of evidence to remove this president, not just yep. impeach him. Period. Yep. I agree. So, I agree, bro. Now, you also wanted to comment about Nancy Pelosi? Yeah, now Nancy Pelosi. Yes. Has anybody looked into, looked into just how much power her position legally is allowing? There's been multiple um, accounts of her intimidating other officials in, in, yeah. in Washington countless times, including people from the general public. What kind of power does this lady actually have under her job description? Well, she's working with the Capitol Police to uh, surveil uh, Republican members of the House. That's that's one thing. She worked real well with the Capitol Police on January 6th by denying 10,000 troops to support that event. Yeah, I would love to see uh, Republicans take over and her to be uh, subpoenaed and then tried and led out of the House in uh, in handcuffs. I don't know if that'll ever happen, but... Uh, but I, well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, somebody needs to start looking into these things. I mean, I yeah. mean what... Why we have this president, uh, Biden, still in office right now over, I mean, just, Be- just, just because the alone is enough. Well, but they have to, they, they own both houses of Congress. That's the reason. But I will tell you, Ray, if she loses the election, if you have a Dalmatian puppy, I would hide it because she's going to start looking for those pelts again. Thank you. Glenn in Easton, Maryland. Hello there, Glenn, and welcome to the Rob Carson Show. Hey, good afternoon, Rob. I'm afraid that the DHS and the FBI and the CIA are going to infiltrate this truck convoy. Those trucks have GPS devices on them. They're going to hack into them. They're going to track these guys. And what if they set one of them up with a dirty bomb or, a, or even just a regular conventional bomb, and they're going to blame everything on these truckers, and they're going to discredit them? I wouldn't pass, put anything past them. Yeah. The other thing was yeah. James Clapper spoke at my daughter's graduation at the University of Maryland. Oh, and dear he Lord. Counting, counting his book, and, he, and one of the first thing was, always tell the truth. Well, I almost jumped up and started screaming <laughs> that he was a liar, but I was like, I don't want to embarrass my daughter at her college graduation. I'd probably be uh, out in handcuffs. 
But yeah. what a joke. He lied before Congress. He should have been charged, and he yeah. should be in jail right now. Well, Glenn, you know, I'm not going to go down the road because uh, you're kind of going down the, you know, the uh, Alex Jonesy path there uh, with, with regard to a dirty bomb. I, I, I understand. Listen, I, I get, I get the, the fascination, the possibility as you're laying there at night and you go, oh, my God, this could happen. But sure, they will certainly try to infiltrate. I would hope that we have learned enough about these uh, the feds infiltrating not only the January 6th commemoration in D.C. with all those guys wearing the same shorts and the same shirts and the same sunglasses, but what we have to do is make this bigger than they could ever imagine and so overwhelming with support that they can't fight it anymore, just like the Berlin Wall. I had mentioned that I wanted January 6th to be a Berlin Wall moment. When they went to the Capitol, I was like, amen. And then the doors opened and people were able to get in with just tapping out with a little hammer, just a little piece of the window and opening the door. And I knew, I literally knew that day that something was going on, that there was a setup. There was a setup. I really believe that. But thanks for the call. I got to go. Uh, if you get a chance to, I, I just recorded the TV show for this weekend. I do a TV show on Newsmax Television. It's called Rob Carson's What in the World? And it is a, uh, a conservative comedy show. I know, crazy like conservatives could be funny. Woo! It's like, uh, you know, for years we watched, you know, maybe The Daily Show or, you know, the late night TV. It's all from the left. My show is uh, a quality show. I do it myself. I write it myself. Um, Donald Trump says I'm the funniest person on TV. So go to NewsmaxTV.com if you want to find out where it ends, when it airs, all that stuff. Uh, it's on DirecTV, channel uh, 349, and Roku, and a bunch of other places. We have a special guest on the line. First time I've ever spoken to this man, and I've been looking forward to it for a while. Uh, on the Newsmax hotline, Phil Robertson of Duck Dynasty fame joins us. Good morning, sir. How are you today? I'm doing well. It is a pleasure to have you on. You know, my family is a lot like yours, except for we're upper Midwest. We'd be the pheasant dynasty, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> have you, ever, you ever been hey. pheasant? You ever been up in South Dakota or Iowa gone pheasant hunting? I've gone through there. I've never pheasant hunted, but uh, I understand that all the ducks are coming out of these little potholes up there. And uh, so I have high respect for where the nesting grounds of ducks are. I'm interested because, you know, uh, I come from a family of, uh, of pheasant, uh, deer hunters and whatnot, and I'm seeing a guy who's uh, made a, a life, a living out of hunting ducks. Uh, how did that come around, and how have you been able to make a go of it like you have? I had a little niche uh, as a boy. I was uh, intrigued by the sound that birds make, ducks in particular. So I came up with a series of duck calls that sounds like mallard ducks, I have ones that sound like gadwall ducks, teal, widgeon, pintail, wood duck, gadwall. So I made all these calls, and uh, with God's help, I turned out to be a multi-millionaire. The cancel crowd came my way. Yep. They're dead in their sins, so I don't, yep. I don't, I'm not surprised by what they do. But they tried to undo all that. I know. But I'm still here. I'm still making bird calls. And I'm still a multi-millionaire. I know you're 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 the Johnny Morrison of ducks. <laughs> and I'm just trying to show uh, my fellow my fellow man that I love him and uh, I do not hate anyone. Yes. So, including the cancer crowd, I don't hate anybody. Yeah. Uh, it's yep. just kind of amazing to watch what people are trying to do yep. to 
some guy down here on the riverbank building duck calls. I mean, it's pretty amazing, really. Yeah, now you, uh, you've you got this new book. It's called Uncanceled, Finding Meaning and Peace in a Culture of Accusation, Shame, and Condemnation. Were, were you ready for that? Were you ready when that came? Oh, when, yeah. when, the, when the whole world dogpiled on you, when all the left and you know everybody dogpiled on you? you got to remind, you remember, in my line of work, I, I'm not a bona fide certified preacher, but I tell people about Jesus, and we baptize them by the, literally by the thousands through the years down here in the river, old school. Just preach the gospel to them. Look, Jesus has come in flesh. We're counting time by him. It's 2,022 years since he got here. He removed all our sin by dying on a cross three days later. The resurrection tells us there's life beyond the grave. So, as a human being, I said, you know what? I've never read a story that actually was, was, was powerful enough to get me to follow the one who did it. And here's Jesus. He never made a mistake. The cancel crowd back then in the Roman days of the Roman Empire, they murdered him, and his final words were, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. I'm, 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 I'm saving the world here, and they're helping me do it. Is that a wild story? Oh, oh my goodness! I'm all well, you in know, on, the, on Jesus, so yeah, making yeah. duck calls. Take, yes, you know, sir. That's biblical too, by the way. Arise, kill, and eat. Birds of the air, four-footed animals. <laughs> it's all covered, my man. <laughs> yeah. What, what do you think, though? Um, I I have a feeling. I think that this trucker convoy is a metaphor for fighting back, not just against uh, these vaccine mandates and whatnot, but but against tyranny uh, and control around the world. And, and I got to tell you, uh, Phil, I think it's kind of amazing that we as Americans, we've always thought we, we led the way with regard to being the shining light for freedom and fighting back, but it looks like Canada and a whole bunch of truckers are kind of leading the way right now. I'd love to hear your thoughts on the Canada truckers and what's happening around the world with regard to freedom. I say they're doing right, and I also say, remember this, all the empires, I had a, a great historian look all these up, every empire that there ever was, and I'm looking at a Bible here, and the Apostle Paul writing to the Roman Empire, the people of the Roman Empire, but every, every empire that there's ever been, they all have one thing in common, they collapse. Yep. So I'm looking at it as more sad than mad. So I'm thinking, you know, old, old John Adams had it right. He said, you know, the Constitution was written for a religious and moral people, and it is wholly inadequate for any other. So our problem is we've renounced God. We took him out of the schools, mm -hmm. and 60 years later we're looking around saying, uh, they're shooting, looting, burning. They're mm. writing F.U. on all the wall. What kind of being does it take? What kind of young buck does it take to run around with a spray can in his hand, spraying F.U. Mm. on it? Mm. Mm. I, I, so I'm looking at it. I think it's a spiritual fix. Yes, sir. Not a, not a governmental fix. Yeah. Flawed people, you can elect them. Try to get the godless one out of the bunch, because if you don't, you will have what you now have. It's scary. Yeah. Phil Robertson uh, on the phone with us. Now, um, did you ever believe in a country, and, and I started crying BS on this COVID mandates and all this in March of 2020, uh, but did, did you ever think that the American people, and the number one thing that hit me was that the government said you can't go to church. 
Did what? What happened when you found that out? And what happened when you saw that so many said, "Okay, we won't go to church." We just kept meeting with the brothers, and look, we didn't worry about that. Look, I've never worn a mask in my seventy-five years on the earth. Somebody said, "You got to have a mask." I said, "Really?" I said, "What else?" They said, "We got to stay six foot away from everybody." <laughs> I'm like, "Well, I'm baptizing people by the hundreds that are coming down here." And they're telling me I, I got to stay six feet away from them. And I said, what am I going to do, tie a rope on them and pull them <laughs> under the water? <laughs> so I said, I said, well, let's do, folks. I said, they said I sh- shouldn't touch you or be six foot from you. I said, you want to obey the gospel and turn to Jesus, and part of it is being baptized. Yeah. I said, let's just stick with baptism and take our chances with the one who raises the dead. Well, to, put, to make a long story short, I never had COVID virus, whatever it is. I never caught it. I don't know anything about it except everybody, yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm looking at it down here on the riverbank. I'm thinking, well, it didn't get me. Yeah, yeah. You know the interesting thing. I, 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 I was sell. I had to sell cars between uh, gigs before I. Guy in television decided that I could do radio nationally, selling cars, and I was meeting thousands of people in the height of the pandemic. Never got sick. You know what got me sick? I went to the most vaccinated, vaccine passported place in the world, which is New York City, and came back with COVID. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Look here. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble? I got plenty of it. I see it coming. The the cancel culture and the people running and the government putting all these edicts on. Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger of sword? For, for your sake, Lord, as it's written, we face death all day long. you got to remember, I'm a guy who's a child of the resurrection because of my faith in Jesus and his resurrection. I'm not interested too much in, in governmental edicts or all of these uh, structures. We've got the greatest country on earth, and our founding fathers, say what you will, every last one of them were, for the mo- I say maybe a few weren't, but 98% of them were very godly, and that was, those are the ones who founded the country, and that's why we ended up as the greatest country in the world. And now they're trying to tear it all down. The cancel crowd, they have one serious issue. They don't believe in God. They don't, yeah. so they don't train their children to be that way. I mean, I've got four sons and a daughter. You say, all of them are godly. We're all here. My family said, all of they said, Dad, don't worry about the cancer culture, and they, they, they're after our money. They, he, they, everything will work out. I said, I know it. Don't worry about it. So we just kept moving, and we're mm-hmm. still moving. So to me, uh, make it your ambition, the Bible says, Paul to the Thessalonians, to live a quiet life. I do. Mind your own business. I do. Uh, work hard with your hands, doing something that's good, so your daily life will win the respect of outsiders. So that, and here's the kicker, you won't have to be dependent on anybody. That's the code I live by. Yeah, yeah, you know, I... Pretty good good for me. That's beautiful, actually. Uh, You know, one of the things that I say is, you know, you have three pillars in your life, your mental, your physical, and your spiritual, and any one of those legs, if they break, can really affect the other. The most powerful is the spiritual. If you lose the spiritual, then the others collapse. You are I've been through... I've been through... Buddy, if you could see my life, <laughs> if you could see what I've been through. Hey, and, and, I used to be a heathen, a whoremonger, oh. a dope. I'm, I'm, I'm oh. in the 60s, so don't feel like you're a lone ranger here. 
Well, I didn't do that. I didn't do that. I, I didn't do that. But I went through a lot of other hell on earth. I'll tell you that. But uh, but but I've always, you know what? It, it, even in, in you know studying a science and whatnot, I'm a man of science. I read physics and astronomy, and and my faith has never uh, wavered. And I don't think you need to. I don't think you need to separate the two. To be quite honest, yep, I really don't. Look, I really don't. Out of all the stories I've ever read, this one here has a peaceful life and immortality riding on it. All we are told to do is exhibit love through the Spirit of God that He gives us when we come to Jesus. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So I'm in the the way I roll is self-control. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, listen, we got to wrap things up, sir. I want to thank you for your time today. It's been a pleasure. Uncanceled. Finding meaning and peace in a culture of accusation, shame, and condemnation. And we live in a very volatile world. But yep. you can find peace. You, you do it, my friend. You and and. And I'll tell you, you know, a lot of people, they listen to this show because they just need some breathing room. They need to hear somebody laugh about something or something. But, hey, uh, tell, but them, tell them what I said. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, they just heard it. <laughs> they yeah. just heard it. All right, brother. Thank you very much. God bless you and have a glorious weekend, okay? Yeah. See you, man. If you want to go to the uh, website for the book, it's uncanceledbook.com. Uncanceledbook.com. Thank you, Phil Robertson. That was fantastic. Thanks for listening to the Newsmax Daily with Rob Carson. Check your cable guide or NewsmaxTV.com. Or watch free on YouTube, Roku, Apple, Pluto, Zumo, Amazon Fire, and your smart TV. Newsmax, America's fastest growing cable news channel. Check NewsmaxTV.com for details.